Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's fine. It's done. Yeah, okay. It's okay. Before we begin, the Uluru Statement from the Heart calls for, among other things, truth-telling. In the spirit of this, Charlotte and I want to acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea, and community. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. We live, dance, and even podcast from Woodjuk Budja here in Perth. And we want to encourage you to go out and find more about the country you are on to. All right. Should we do a podcast? Let's do a podcast. Welcome, everyone, to your arguably favorite podcast, because apparently I'm not allowed to say favorite podcast. Um... If it's your only podcast to listen to, uh, Untangling the Mess Around with Charlotte and Jethro. And this week's talking point will be toxic vintageism. We're not even sure that's a word. <laughs> no, I think we Googled it. I think it is technically a word. Technically yeah, a word. Technically. But before we get into, um, vintageism. Yes. And, uh, the, the, Weird powers that leads us down. Uh, we have other things to talk about, like yes. the quiz. Yes, we have a winner. Yay! Yay! We have. Oh no, it's too late. Shell's literally got a sound effect of yeah, I know, applause. but I never have it active. So, like, uh, here we go. We have a winner. Congratulations, Russell, Yay! aka the other Russell. The other Russell. Uh, so he did post a uh, comment yep so the quiz question last week was what is the time signature of Heya by Outcast. Mm. we were dancing to it and it didn't quite fit the routine no. it fits pretty much everything in 4-4 <laughs> so we're like it can't be in 4-4 what's going on uh, and so we asked you if you'd go and listen to the song and try to you know have a have a crack, crack. yeah uh, Russell typed in his message, you know, blah, 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 four, four, blah, 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 blah. So as long as I don't read the, the second, second part <laughs> of the thing, I'm going to accept that it is in four, four. With a little, like, so mini. The, 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 the reason it is weird, the reason it doesn't quite fit anything else is because there is a half measure in there. There is a measure of two by four. And so, Technically, the song has um, five lots of four beat measures, okay. four beat bars, and then it has a random two beat bar. Just because. And then it goes back to fours. Yeah. So even though. Oh, shh. <laughs> even- that was just another congratulations <laughs> for Russell. <laughs> even though when you count out the song you can count to eight and then you count to eight and then you've got to count to six and then you've got to count to eight and then count to eight and then count to six it is technically in four four i was trying to i asked a musician like hey is 22 over four <laughs> a time signature and they were like yeah but no one ever like that would be stupid to compose in that or it'd be really challenging mm. don't do that they just have the time signature four four but in a in when you score out a, a, a piece not every measure has to fit that okay. time signature. That's interesting. I didn't yeah. realize that. Usually, yeah, neither did I. Okay. Hence why I was like, 22? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it is a 22-beat phrase. Mm. But, um, yeah, that half bar is just a weird random. So it's almost like a mini bridge in each phrase. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. But it would be cool. really interesting to do Lindy Hop too, because obviously we do six-beat moves. 
Ah, yeah. So you just swing out, swing out, sugar push, swing out, swing out, sugar push, and it would match perfectly. You've nice. baroque on the one every single time. You should speak to jazz musicians and get them to compose <laughs> a piece like that. Yeah, true. Or actually, maybe there is a piece out there. Maybe. Mm. Anyway. Hey, Gordon Webster. So, yeah, that was... that. If you want to learn more about music, we did a whole podcast on musicality. Yes. I mean, it's not guaranteed that you'll learn anything. That's true. <laughs> but we did a podcast. Well, we did a podcast. So we don't need to talk about musicality anymore? Yeah. Well, we might, but yeah. that was the quiz. Cool. Hey, Charlotte. Yes. What was your good news this week? Um, my good or last news- week. <clears throat> my good news this week. Um, well, it's my good news is not an event in itself. Um, it's more I wanted to do a shout out to someone who brings me good things during the week. Oh, okay. Um, so, hi, Neil. Hey, Neil. Neil um, He's who, a pretty wonderful human. He is a pretty wonderful human. He hung out with us for a little while um, here in Perth. Um, he's back in the UK at the moment. But, you know, he's doing good things. He is doing very good things. He is a doctor and he's doing very important things. Um, but he, so he posts, um, pretty regularly on, um, on his Facebook things. He's a musician as well, a very good musician. Um, and he'll just post some, him playing guitar or piano because in this lockdown time, he's sort of like, I'm going to dedicate myself to my music and actually get better. And he is, and he's, you know, it's, I've listened to many of his posts in troublesome days and like, this makes me feel better. So thank you, Neil. Good job, Neil. Yeah. Thanks, man. Uh, Cool. My good news of the week is they found my teeterboard and I am so happy. Yay. So for those of you that don't know, I don't actually own a teeterboard either. This is, it's a, that whole sentence is pretty much a lie, but. (laughs) Good, good lie of the week. So (laughs) teeterboard is that circus thing where there's two people standing on a seesaw and someone jumps. Yeah, it's really cool. And it jumps to the next person yeah, yeah. and you jump and you, you, you alternate people jumping, you're launching people. It's the most terrifying thing in the world because you get catapulted up really high and you've got like this tiny 30 centimeter spot you have to land directly onto. Mm. And the person who teaches it down at um, Circus Fest, they go and train it every year in January. So I spend two weeks training it. I'm like, yeah, this is awesome. Come back to Perth and never do it again until like a year later. Um, he regularly stores it at Circuest where I teach all the time, but it hasn't been there. So I'm like, where did oh, he put it? Yeah. I found out that he's got it at the tent in Frio at the moment. Oh, okay. So Fleur, the other, um, my other teeterboard partner, she said, I found the teeterboard! <laughs> I'm like, ah! So now we're going to go and catapult each other. Yay! <laughs> so that was really exciting. That's awesome. Yeah. Hopefully my back can handle it. Hopefully. Mm. <laughs> Be careful. Yeah, no, I'm waiting I for it to hear first. I saw an awesome board video actually this week. Oh, yeah. um, I didn't was it on Acrofails? Kind of. <laughs> um, where it's like there's, I think, three or four teeter boards in a row, and there's three people. So one jumps, like ca- catapults one person into the air, and then runs to the other board, and then they sort of like I'll um, run down the list, down yeah, the line, and they nail like all five of them. So it's a Jesus. really great accomplishment. Blah blah blah. And, and they all run to each other and like go to high five each other and it's going back to that comment of like why are circus people so uncoordinated and not a single one of them lands a high five they just do this really awkward like miss of everything and they just end up in a group hug and I'm like oh why are people who are so coordinated so uncoordinated so I was at, I was at a party last night of circus people they're all absolutely amazing ridiculously great balances and jugglers and like you see them perform, you're like, oh my god, you're amazing. I would never like be good enough to perform in their shows type thing. Like yeah. They are at a higher level than me. And we were having a pogo stick race. Excellent. They can't, like, I I won. Like they, I smashed them. They were literally falling off, like, every three or four jumps. I was like, 
around the cone and came back. I was like, what? And they're like falling <laughs> over and tripping and hitting people. And they're so uncoordinated and things they haven't trained over and over and over yeah, again. Yeah, I think that's also like the specialty. Yeah. Um, like you, you focus all your attention on this one thing, but meanwhile, you've forgotten how to walk. <laughs> so yeah, if that makes you feel better, circus people are really uncoordinated. Yeah, so are dancers. <laughs> we all know this to be true. The, the most dangerous part of teeterboard is getting off the crash maps. <laughs> Excellent. The amount of fails on that. Anyway, okay, cool. Um, well, can, can I add just one quick thing of... Um... Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So, hey, Jethro, is there something special about this episode? Hey, Charlotte. Yes. We made it to episode number 10! <laughs> <laughs> this is our 10th our podcast. Yeah. Our 10th ad- podcastery. <laughs> I was about to say, it's not, a, it's not a birthday, but it's, no. it's a weekery. It's a, it's a weekery. We, yeah. we made it weeks. to 10. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yes. We're in, we're in double digits. We're in double digits. That's about sad. to hit puberty. Oh, that's going to be awkward. Oh, not for a few more years. Puberty, that's a bit young for puberty. No, no, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, we're about to. Oh, we're like, about to. Right. Yeah. We're preteens. Yeah. We're tweeners. <laughs> All right. Swings in news. Yes. Uh, last week, things right. went well. Oh, no. oh, okay. Go. Swings in news. Alright, go for it. <laughs> uh, last week, things were pretty good. We taught Charleston on Monday night online. <laughs> we did? Uh, we did a, a nice, fun Charleston classes on Tuesday as well. Mm-hmm. Thursdays, we had the end of the killer boogie. We did. We yeah, managed yeah. to get through the entire routine. Um, and at speed. Yeah. Um, and shout out to the other Russell and Mia. Oh, yeah, they've got their they, choreo. Yeah, they, I was watching them. <laughs> going like, wait, what? What oh, comes next? <laughs> um, yep, so that went well. Uh, yeah, and also you shamed me in that class uh, for trying to help the students out. <laughs> <laughs> the, the idea was like, okay, let's let's see if the students can do it. We'll only call out the start of each phrase. Yeah. And I see Charlotte like calling out every move or like I mining the next that. action. <laughs> and I'm like, Charlotte, stop it! <laughs> stop helping! Oh, yeah. so <laughs> you, you just want to be helpful, Charlotte. I do. Yeah. And I, I just want to be mean. Yeah. We, we have a good cop, bad cop thing going. Yeah. yeah. Anyways. <laughs> So yeah, yeah. Last week went well. Nothing interesting other than oh no, actually we posted the uh, the Facebook event is now up for the performance ball. Yes, that so is you can up in August the yep. 30th of August. That's the one. Mistaken. Sunday afternoon, afternoon tea. Mm. It's Yay. not a ball. No, it's it's not a ball. Um, there was debate about the name of it. Um, I still wish we could have called it the performance marble. Pebble. Performance but, pebble. Yeah, but marble I think does have a good ring to it as well. Oh okay. Performance pebble does have a good alliteration. Yeah. Um, and it's also PAX. Right, okay, up. so things coming up. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So we've Sorry, got... I had that as performance ball. Sorry, the, the... So, yeah, tangents. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> stay with Charlotte here, people. Stay with Charlotte. We're now talking about things that are coming up. Yes. <laughs> yeah, the, perfor- the performance ball is coming up as well mm. as the Perth SF Exchange. Yay! So though, both those events are now up and online. Mm. Um... We still haven't got around to working out exactly how many spots are left for the Perth SF Exchange. We're still waiting for a few people to get back to us about yeah. if they can or can't do it. Because it was um, booked in, so to speak, for um, me. pre-COVID. Yeah. Um, so people's change, might, uh, time availability might have changed. So we understand that. Um, if you are one of those people, please get in touch with us so yes. we can figure out how many spots we've got left. Um, other things coming up. So next week in Swing, tomorrow night. We're teaching an online class. We are teaching an online class. Just for a change? Yeah, Just yeah, like every other Monday? Yeah. Come and join us. Wee. If you're on YouTube or Zoom. You can hang out with Botson. <laughs> <laughs> <So> oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> we have so we, we we do a Zoom class, right? But we also have it live on YouTube, um, with or without sound, depends on. The <laughs> we try really hard to do it sound, um, and so you can see how many people are watching it live, and we usually have like one. <laughs> So, so we sometimes it's zero for like thirty seconds or like two minutes. Yeah. But then always there'll be one. There, yeah. There'll always be one. Sometimes two, three, four. Yeah. But so, that one person we assume is a bot. We assume it's just so YouTube checking that we're not doing anything. Named it Botson. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes Botson brings a brings a plus one. <laughs> um, they don't comment. We don't know who they are. No. Um, if you bot. do watch us on YouTube, give, send us a comment. It makes us feel better. <laughs> um, also, let us know if you can't hear us. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Monday teaching online classes. Yes. Charleston. Tuesday online class. No. Tuesday, Tuesday Bayswater class. Bayswater class, which we are also teaching together. Yeah. So, Monique is off hiking, so she can't be there. So, Charlotte and I are teaching that Tuesday class. Yep. We'll be teaching uh, a couple more Charleston classes. Mm-hmm. Thursday classes, the 6.30 class. Yes. We've got one more solo jazz class. Yeah. So we're not doing a routine. This is not to do with Killer Boogie. This week's specialty class is just solo jazz, improv solo jazz. Yeah. We'll pick a couple of moves, put it, maybe put it in a little bit of a sequence, but it's mostly about social dancing solo jazz. Yeah, absolutely. So come down for that one. It should be fun. Uh, as well as Lindy Hop and then um, our Balboa class is going to be an all-in Balboa class so Lindy one uh, sorry so Lindy one students are welcome as well <laughs> you as, are welcome as well as Balboa fundamentals and development all the people yeah. will be joined together it's and if a- you are new to the Balboa scene Balboa um, adventure uh, please don't be intimidated by the fact that it is an all-in class, we do take that into consideration when we create the class. Um, so there will be something for everyone. And for those of you who are a bit more advanced, a bit more experienced at Balboa, dance, like being able to lead something on a beginner is a true test of your leading ability. Absolutely. If you can lead it on an expert, that doesn't say much about your leading yeah. because they're an expert. Same with following. Um, it's a really good gauge of how truly you are following or not. Mm. Mm. Uh, cool. So that's, that's all the things that are coming up in Swing Sing. Yeah. Lots of stuff coming up, actually. It's quite yeah. exciting. Yeah, finally. As yeah. long as, you know... Shh. Don't say it. <laughs> Don't mention the war. Don't mention the Rona. <laughs> oh, poor Victoria. I'm sorry, Victoria. But if you want to join us online, we do do online classes. Yeah. So come, got, come play with us online. Any people in Victoria that want to do classes, tell them to join us because they've, they've now got mandatory masks. Yeah. Yeah. We're getting practice of that. We are getting practice of that. Mm. I need to make some new nap ones. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, cool. What's coming up in the... What? In the... World. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, What's uh... In our next segment, where we'll talk about some things. We're just going to wait for it. That was not painful at all. <laughs> um, so we're still keeping it local, though. So there are... Blues classes and social starting up again. Yeah. Yay. Yay, blues classes. Such a fun dance. Perth is not, um, does not have a huge blues scene, um, but it does have a very dedicated one. Yeah, definitely. Um, We've so tried to have regular classes in the past, weekly mm-hmm. classes in the past, but it hasn't quite worked out for us. Yeah. Um, there's definitely a lot of interest there because when we did start it up, there was a lot of like, yay. Um, and we'll definitely do specialty classes in it. Absolutely. But there are now regular classes. Mm. Yeah. So if you are interested in that, go check out um, the Facebook page of Sugar Bowl Blues. Or you can join the Perth Blues Dancers Facebook group. Yep. <clears throat> and all the information there is that it's um, Cassie and Royce yeah. are running them. Beautiful dancers, beautiful people. Um, so go and support them. Mm-hmm. They've got Tuesday night blues classes. Mm-hmm. And this like this is the, the this blues 
live blues music at the Charles Hotel. Yeah. So they're trying to tie in with that and go to there after yeah. sometimes. Um, other things that are happening around the world. So Joel Plies, I'm sure I've mentioned before, but he's very, very regularly teaching online classes. Mm. Uh, if you go to Retro Rhythm, that's his Facebook thing, and he's just constantly doing these... He has a lot of content. He just puts up stuff all the time, like classes and lectures and just information. Mm. Um, so the ones he normally does, hang on, I'm just pulling it up now. Uh, Joel's College of Swing Era Knowledge. His, his naming is as good as mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. it's just, I that's like the point. Slightly better. Um, for no other reason than it's got, you know, a graduation cap on the <laughs> Well, uh, not the image. I was more thinking, like, the wording. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Joel's College of Swing Stuff <laughs> and then the other one that's still putting out lots of really good online content is Syncopated City so that's um, Evita and mm. Michael's group so yeah go check them out yeah show them your support because everyone's doing it a bit tough at the moment <laughs> and if you want to do stuff online there's so much out there yes. okay that's the world of swing it is the world of swing we have um, our echo chamber shout out echo 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 chamber Chamber. No, no, it's going to take too long. That? It's going to take too long to do all of it. Yeah, true. Shout out, shout out, shout out. Shut up, Charlotte. Stop talking. <laughs> okay. So my shout out this week is to a Facebook page, um, or group rather, um, that is Swing Dance in Taichung. Okay. So this is a group um, that are based in Taiwan. Taichung in Taiwan. Um, and they just have good videos of it's um, not as schmicko as the Triple Crown. Oh, so Triple Crown's so good. They're, 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 you're just fangirling all over them. <laughs> I want, yeah. Um, like, it's not as produced, let's put it that yeah, way. It's okay. more people uh, filming themselves, mm-hmm. you know, a little bit more quote-unquote amateur, and I don't mean that in a derogatory way. Yeah, okay. Um, but they just have some really good videos and some fun things to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're ever wanting to have a look at people dancing, and that's not like you've already seen all of ILHC twice, <laughs> um, maybe go check them out. Um, so it's a Facebook page or a group? A group? It's a Facebook group. Okay. Yeah. So you just um, you can view some of their stuff without actually joining the group. Right. Um, but you can also choose to join the group. Um, yeah, yeah. And they're they're pretty lax in in accepting everyone. It's not like a closed <laughs> private group. Or yeah. Like okay. That. Okay. Um, cool. Yeah. Fair enough. Good find. Thanks. All right. Let's get into this. <laughs> so I actually have only very recently been brought to the attention that there's a thing going around. So Is it in Corona? the vintage. <laughs> No. Okay. Um, so I've obviously known about the, the global vintage community. Yes. So these are people who love vintage stuff, mostly clothing and aesthetics. Mm. Um, but often it goes into like cars and history as well. Yeah. And so uh, Danica actually mentioned it last week that there's a, a hashtag vintage style, not vintage values. Yes. Uh, that, that's totally fair enough. Mm-hmm. Let's look into this a little bit more. Mm. Do a bit of research. And yeah, sure enough, <laughs> it's quite a big problem. Yeah. Um, it's, we were talking about this earlier about this idea of this, um, rose tinted glasses of the, the, the times gone past of how everything was better, um, with the vintage aesthetic. But it's like, there's a lot of stuff that comes with vintage that was not great. Yeah. Like, the, the vast majority of it was not great. And so when people say things like, uh, what's the real common one? Born in the wrong era. Yeah, oh, you were born in the wrong era. So... No, no, I like my rights. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> yeah, it's... it's um, The whole born in the wrong era comment, while it may not be set out to do harm or it's not said in a mean way, like, obviously the people are meaning like, oh, you dress this way, therefore you must miss or want to go to some other time when people all dress like that. Yeah. 
but they kind of just miss a whole bit of that history of that era. Yeah. And that's actually a little bit, uh, I guess, naive, but also... Oblivious. Well, I'm more thinking of, like, is it immoral? Is it morally wrong to just ignore the bad parts of history? Right, I see what you're saying. Um, it's being very selective of what you Yeah, want it is remember. being very selective. <clears throat> and so it, it's, it might be said in a, in a, with all the best intention in the world, mm. but it might actually be... The road to hell is paved with good intentions. <laughs> yeah, it's... it's so stop using the term, born in the wrong era, because um, yeah. then you're just ignoring segregation, voting rights, women's rights, education, the Holocaust. Like, literally, yeah. someone, there's a woman, a, po- a there was a Polish woman who dresses in 40s fashion, and someone said, like, oh, I bet you wish we were, you know, born in the wrong era type thing. And she's like, no, I'm kind no. of, I'm Polish. Yeah, no, I'm good, thanks. <laughs> and, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. Um, LGBTQ, obviously yeah. they've got... A long way to go still but it's so much easier for them now than in like 30s 40s type mm. thing not that it's easy no like, no no it's, it's comparatively yeah is, is all we're meaning to say uh, and also they brought up the whole like other modern conveniences like some of them just really like memes yeah <laughs> like <Fair it's>, <laughs> pinterest makes yeah, vintage right, you know, the world a whole lot easier it really does so um instagram yeah. You know i'm sure there's a lot of uh vintage fashionistas out there that would suffer without instagram so literally by saying born in the wrong era mm. or assuming that because someone dresses vintagey, maybe they do or maybe they wish they were in that era. It's, I don't know. Yeah, it's this interesting. I had, um, I'm not going to go into the whole thing of it, but I had an interesting discussion with a friend a long, long time ago because um, I do quite enjoy the vintage aesthetic um, for myself personally. Um, I am not by any means as gung-ho as some people are. Um, it's more of a sometimes thing for me. Um, and I was having this discussion with a friend and she was saying something along the lines of that it is anti-feminist of me to dress in that way because it implies that I, by, by dressing in, we were talking about, um, garter belts and the stockings with a line at the back and stuff like that. And she's like, oh, if you dress that way, just, you know, it just, it means that you support the, the role of the woman is in the home and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, what? No, what? <laughs> I in no way, shape or form think that that, you know, if that's what you want to do and it's your choice to do that, more power to you. Um, but I, there's nothing in the way that I, to my knowledge, there's nothing in the way that I lead my life that would make anyone think that that's a sort of attitude that I support. Mm. I just like the visual aesthetic of these clothes. Yeah, and, and it's a lot of things that there's a lot of thing that gets assumed is that these women that and men that go out dressed in these like era appropriate clothing, mm. like the dressed up all to the nines in like forties clothing. Yeah, and they'll constantly apparently get comments from white men. All very much like, oh, I wish my wife would dress like that. Or, yeah. Basically saying, I wish my wife stayed at home and cooked. Exactly. You yeah. Know? It's like, all like mm. this. <laughs> How little you know about anything, really, you old white man. Just this assumption. Like, they, they all assume that because someone dresses in a certain way that they hold certain values. Exactly. And that is, of course, wrong. Yeah. And you can extrapolate that to things like, um, so my, my brother dresses in quite a goth punk kind okay. of vibe I'm, you know, I'm seeing looks, like black and yeah. spikes yeah pretty much okay um, he you know at first appearance he looks quite scary 
Um, mm-hmm. And if you, he, he isn't, you know, he's quite a, a gentle man and he's, you know, he's very well read and he's very, he's the first person, you know, in public transport to get up and give a seat to anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's that idea of like, because you dress in a certain way, therefore you must hold certain values and therefore you must be a certain way. Mm-hmm. Whereas most of the time, that could not be more wrong. Mm. The way that you present yourself does not necessarily represent your morals and ideals. Oh, I love this experiment. This is the tangent, complete tangent. Yay, but it's, it's okay. Not just me. Um, I was watching, it must have been on YouTube, <clears throat> but they did a, a dinner party experiment mm. where they brought in a bunch of random people, mm-hmm. but they were all blindfolded for the entire, entire dinner party. Okay. And so there was a Muslim and there was a, a Nazi, and there were well, not a real Nazi, a neo Nazi. Right. Um, KKK, a black person, a trans woman, mm. a, I don't know, a, a huge range of diverse people, and they all just sat down and they couldn't see each other Mm -hmm. so you couldn't tell that you know he was a skinhead with tattoos or that she was like built like a weightlifter or and they just had a conversation and then they had to match the names to the voices in the conversation they had right and like everyone got it wrong yeah but at the end of it they're all like wow you're an amazing person you got a skinhead and tattoos but you you love mozart like we can connect yeah that's awesome. I saw a similar experiment where they did that with uh, kids. Um, oh, yeah. Where they would bring in a whole bunch of people of like, you know, what do you think this person does like as a job? Right. And they brought out all of these people and, you know, all and they had to assign the profession. So you had like an engineer or a ballet dancer, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, and they all got it wrong. You know, like the woman was the software engineer. Yeah. And the guy was the ballet dancer. Yeah. It's like, you know, t- challenging gender stereotypes yep. was that specific example. Um, but yeah, don't judge a book by its cover. They literally have an expression about this. <laughs> Stop doing it. <laughs> it. It is a human fallacy. Our brains are flawed. Pay attention to it. Be aware yeah. of it. Don't... Our brains are designed to recognize patterns, right? Yeah. So it's normal that we fall into those traps. Yeah. Um, but just because there's a pattern doesn't mean it fits everyone. Yeah. So, so be a good human. Pretty okay. much. Um, what else was there with this whole vintage thing that I've got here? Ah, oh, I also want to point out that this term, um, vintage style, not vintage values, uh, was a coin that's um, considered to be coined by Dandy Wellington, who's a, a black man in America who mm. is a musician, but also massive. I've heard that name before. Yeah, um, I had too. <clears throat> um, well-spoken, knows his stuff, and yeah, super into the vintage community. Yeah. Um, so this term, vintage... Toxic, tox, no, toxic vintage. <laughs> so this is a bit of a different topic now. Um, um, so no, sorry, was there anything more that you wanted to say? No, no, that? no, that, that's it for, for vintage style, not vintage values. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's it for that. Okay, cool. That I have opinions on, or that I've heard of. It's a very new thing for me, so there might be more to it. Yeah, and like, look, this is one of those episodes where um, we, we've always been very clear in that we, we're not expecting to have these diehard values um, or change the world with this podcast. Um, so we don't really have a huge point, so to speak. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Um, we're also not that experienced in this kind of thing. Like, exactly. This so is more like... discovering with you. And, you know, this is something that you might be interested in. Yeah, we just want to bring <clears throat> your attention to things so that you can go off and research it further. Exactly. Yeah. Um... But yeah, I guess um, just before we do move on from that quote, um, there is one other thing that I wanted to, and um, I had this chat with Danica as well when this topic came up um, of, so vintage uh, looks, not vintage uh, values, was this woman who wrote an article. She's an African-American woman and um, she's been involved in vintage uh, styling and aesthetics and she really, really enjoys it. And with the Black Lives Matter movement, 
she's come to realize or I guess look more into the fact that a lot of the aesthetics and a lot of the things that are posted are predominantly of white people um, because not that obviously black people weren't around in those times but it's more that they were not photographed and they were not in films and they were not um, definitely not held up as a, a aesthetic ideal um, so there's not a lot of access to that and so she's made it a bit of a point to try to source some of that material and, and bring it to light um, and some of the backlash that she's had. Um, so just quickly, her um, Instagram account is Gal Friday Vintage. Um, if you want to check her out. Um, so she wrote this open letter to the vintage community <clears throat> and um, she was quote unquote called out um, by, hang on, let me just find this thing and I'll read it out verbatim. Bloody so, cancel culture. Sorry. Keep going. No, no, I'm just wondering to myself about bloody cancel culture. Yeah. Um, so she was commenting on the fact that people were, once people did start posting up more things of the African-American vintage styling from that era, um, people were having a backlash to it. Um, and she says a prime example is Paula Statton, a black woman known on Instagram as at Hills, Hill House Vintage who posts the prettiest cottage core posts of her beautiful home in England. She was recently criticized by a white woman accusing her of showcasing a fantasy and not being quote unquote real because apparently a black woman who lives in a beautiful cottage home, dresses in retro clothing, drinks tea and gardens is not real. Um, so it's this idea that, Oh, you can't be authentically vintage because you're black. <laughs> this is like, what? Um, so yeah, having that again, uh, aesthetics, not values, but also recognizing that there needs to be more visibility of what that aesthetic is for that um, side of the community, not just the Rita Hayworths of the world and the Audrey Hepburns, etc. There's a lot more to it than that. And the actual vintage community is super open and supportive. It is. Like, it's massive mm. on body positivity and mm. on... I don't know. The LGBTQ um, yeah, community is really quite prominent in there yeah, as well. Yeah. Um, Definitely. So it, it is a very inclusive community as it is now. Yeah. Um, so it obviously does not represent the values of the times gone past. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. All right. Mm. Let's get into a little bit different, um, but still about vintage styling. Mm. Charlotte, well, I shouldn't speak for her. I'm going to speak for myself. Okay. <laughs> vintage where, well, any kind of style I just don't care about. Mm. Like the the fact that people judge things based on how they look, as in if you have a website that looks like it's from the 80s, people will immediately assume something about that product or that company. Mm. Like image and how you portray yourself in a visual aspect. And like I almost have a rebellion against it because it means so much. Yeah. Because if you're not... I would almost say you do, you do care, but you care... That it's an issue, so exactly. I go the wrong way. I... Exactly. Yeah, you you counter care. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I shouldn't say that I don't care about how I look, but I I dress comfortably for a reason. Mm. And yeah. then any time that I dress vintagey is either well, sometimes because I feel like it, because that's interesting. I wouldn't have thought that. Well, you move differently when you're in certain clothing. Okay. Like, I can concede that. Yeah. And the only time I've ever, in my opinion, done well in a solo jazz competition is mm. when I was wearing my grey three-piece. Okay. Fair enough. It was, yeah. It, it, 
makes you move with more confidence and also hold yourself a bit differently. Like, clothing can change you a little bit. Yeah. So I definitely concede that. However, the the pressure to always look good and always try to appear onto it and have, you know, mm. brushed hair and tucked in shirts, I just can't stand it. Yeah. <laughs> so... I'm aware that I need to look professional enough for people to trust me. Yeah. As in, like, if I go to class and teach a Lindy Hop class in, like, low-riding jeans and a real baggy hoodie, everyone's like, what the hell is this fella doing? I don't, he doesn't know what Lindy Hop is. Yeah. But you resent the fact that that's a thing. That I have to do that, yeah. Yeah. I'd much prefer and I think to... that's fair. Yeah. Um, I... You just said you like dressing up vintage. I do. No, no, no. Yeah. That's not what I was debating. Oh, I, okay. I, I can very freely and comfortably admit that I do. Um, I I often wondered why I do hold... It's not that I think less of a person by the way that they dress, mm-hmm. um, but there is something that... Maybe it's the French in me. Who knows? <laughs> uh, well, no, no, no. But I, okay, I, I say this jokingly, but there is something to it. Okay. In the sense that, and not, not just France, but like in Europe in general, and many people have commented on this, where as a general society, people will dress up more so than, for example, in Australia. That's mm-hmm. one of the biggest comments that um, I hear, like when you're like my mom says it all the time. She's she's quite affronted by it. Um, uh, she's like, people just like that. You don't even wear shoes. <laughs> Like walking down the street, not even shoes, people. <laughs> and there's something, um, it, it used, I used to find it quite confronting and I've sort of gotten used to it by now. Um, and I'm definitely a hell of a lot more comfortable with my clothing. <laughs> well, I mean, I was like, hang on. What if when we fly to Tasmania, I was wearing sweatpants? <laughs> That's just a pet peeve. That's not fair. That's not fair. But no, like I admit it and it's, I'm not proud of it and I wouldn't. Look, the reality is, I wouldn't think less of you for it. Um, it would just make you... It would, make, it would annoy me. <laughs> so I, when I was growing up, and this is going to show my age a little bit, people still dressed up, like, to go on planes. It was, I'm not saying, like, it was back in the day where, like, you were served whiskey and it was, like, a dual propeller plane. I'm not that old. <laughs> but, you know, you dressed up when you went traveling and things like that. And that that's, I traveled a lot when I was a kid, and I guess... It was just, that's how I grew up. And so it's this sort of ingrained value that I have, um, which I'm aware of now. I wasn't yeah. even aware that I had it before yeah. moving to Australia. So I'm aware of that. Now you I, show up to a red eye and everyone's in pajamas. And I am not. <laughs> I can't do it. I really can't. Like, I will wear still comfortable clothing. I'm yeah, not going yeah. go in, like, stiletto heels because, A, I don't own any. Um, but I, I, I just... Yeah, I can't do it. I can't do the sweatpants. <laughs> it makes me uncomfortable. Charlotte, what are you wearing right now? I'm in my own home. <laughs> I'm wearing my thermal pajamas. Which are my, like what? Green and my, black and white stripe? Yep, stripey thermals. I got them from Mon. I'm wearing my Kiwi Lindy Exchange hoodie and Ugg boots. Because I am in my own home and this is a podcast where you will not see me. If we were doing a live podcast, I can guarantee you I would not be dressed Oh, like that's true. I haven't even thought of that. But we can do live podcasts. Podcasts we now. Can, we can. We have a Facebook page. We can stream. We can put my phone up and actually stream this live. We should choose a, a good topic for that one. <laughs> I reckon we should just stream like this, though. What, like me in my pajamas? Yeah. Well, well, let's see what they say. Yeah. If you guys comment, it's like you guys should dress up for it, or like, nah, nah, you no, guys not could... dress up. But oh no, I don't want people to see me like this. Oh, okay, you don't have to. I know. <laughs> <laughs> we won't make you do it. 
<laughs> Unless everyone votes for it. If everyone votes for it. <laughs> peer pressure. Nothing bad ever happens out of peer pressure, <laughs> we right? We can make it to a podcast wearing this with a live stream to Facebook. Oh. Anyways, so yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I do get the, um, the, the social pressure to look a certain way, even if that certain way is literally just wearing a tucked in shirt, you know, like not necessarily a certain, st- no, what I mean, yeah, not yeah. a certain style, yeah, yeah, yeah. just a certain presentability. And I'm using big inverted commas mm-hmm. here. Um, it is something that I still struggle with. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's, I, I do. It's the same way that I like a well-dressed table. Like I work in hospitality and like a, a, when you walk into a banquet room that or a restaurant that has been really well set, there's just something very pleasing about that for me. That doesn't mean that I'm not going to, you know, eat my pasta out of the pot at home. <laughs> but there is an aesthetic gratification that okay. I get out of it. Fair enough. Thank you for acknowledging that. You're, you're welcome to have those opinions. I thought I can... you were going to say, you're wrong, <laughs> but you are welcome to have that opinion. Well, I'm going to think that you're wrong, but that's okay. Because, um, like, I because it's an opinion. I therefore. get that aesthetics are wonderful forms of art, but I don't get how it, unless it's in photography or in film or mm. in dance or in some sort of art form. Like if it's just in public, I don't. But really... some people dress in certain ways, and they are they are an art form. Like, there's that girl who um, she's one of the bartenders at. Um, Frisk, the gin bar near okay. Mustang. Um, and she is a, a work of art. Like every time she's on shift, she is an absolute, and I've seen her not on shift. Yep. And she just dresses that way. Yep. And she just has this really, really strong aesthetic. And she, you know, I was having a chat to her about it one day because like, you just always look so amazing. And she, she puts a lot, of, like drag queens. Yeah. It is a work of art. It is how they present themselves is their way of being creative and yeah, yeah. artistic. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's more the the pressure that everyone has to do that. Yeah, no, I, I will definitely agree and concede that there is way too much value attached to it. Yeah, okay. That I completely agree with and there shouldn't be. I mean, the whole... Um, uh, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, fashion industry uh, and makeup and, and all these things of like, oh. you have to weigh this amount, be this tall. Like, I genuinely, it took me way too many years to realize that I wasn't going to grow any taller. So I was really <laughs> sad about it. Uh, I just, it didn't, because I've been so brainwashed into like, you, you have to look a certain way. I was like, oh, I'm waiting for my growth spurt. You know, like, it just, it didn't click mm. that it's just not going to happen for me. And that's okay. Yeah, and yeah. That's okay, bit took way too long. Yeah. Um, now I'm very happy with my five feet nothing. Awesome. Yeah. I'm glad. Um, it means you can fit into beds and onto planes. And yay! Your feet don't touch the ground when you're sitting, but... Nope. They're not touching the ground now. other benefits to it. There are. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that that's kind of where I sit on the whole vintage thing. Like, I don't enjoy it, so mm-hmm. I don't put much effort into it. Yeah, which And is so fair. I see this toxic side of it. Mm. This... You show up to an event, and if you're wearing shorts to Mustang bar, mm. like as a guy, sorry, I should yeah. say, people will look and comment and sneer. And yeah. I've never experienced it myself, but there has been bullying. There has. And, you know, people have been told that they shouldn't dress that way. Yeah. And it's, events, and it's not on. Like, with this whole, like, inclusive community, but you have to dress like us first. Exactly. I'm like, yeah. that's not the point. <laughs> it's so frustrating. It really is. And there's a difference. It just, it just occurred to me now. I wonder what the difference is between uh, men and women in that regard. Because it's easier, I think, for women to toe the line. 
of like getting away with it, not necessarily dressing vintage, um, but still being dressed appropriately, right, so to yeah. speak. Whereas for a guy, it's like you're either in a three piece suit or you're not vintage. You, know, like, <laughs> you guys have very little leeway as to what is deemed appropriate vintage. Yeah. Um, you've but, di- you've I'd say that women definitely have more options, mm. uh, or I assume that you guys would have more options than us. But I would also say that we do have less pressure. Yeah, I guess so. Um, I was uh, commenting to you about uh, someone who, when they started dancing, um, sort of felt intimidated going to certain events because they didn't own anything vintage or they didn't own anything, um, you know, they didn't know how to do their hair with, you know, victory rolls or whatever. And so they didn't go out for that. Only for that reason, they chose not to go out. That's so sad. Which is so sad. And it's really like... The, the, the joy that we get of that is not the fact that you're dressed in the vintage. It's the fact that you're dancing. Yeah. 100%. It is the dance and it is the music. So for someone to feel so much pressure that they couldn't go out for something as stupid as that. Could we, like, Lindy Bomb Mustang Bar in, like, active wear and sweatpants? Done. Just have one night where we just, like, tell everyone to show up just in, you know, active wear. I really or... want to do that to another event. <laughs> We go to a different event. We go to a different event and we all wear shorts. <laughs> yes, everyone's wear all shorts. All wear shorts. Oh my God, I would totally do that. Um, that would be kind of fun. I feel like it would have less impact at Mustang because Mustang is most, there's a lot of swing dancers there, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Most, it is the mo- more of the relaxed. Yeah, yeah, it event, is. Um, that happens here. Um, but we could just host an event where it's like, you're not allowed to dress vintage. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Counterculture. <laughs> that like, Literally, that's the only reason why I like doing themed events sometimes for swing singing. I hate themed events anyway, but if it's, if, if it's a pajama party, yeah, I get to wear comfortable clothing. I don't have to wear yeah. a suit or a shirt or anything. So yeah. it's the only time I kind of like themed events. Mm. So that onesie class, that was, that was good for you. That was a little bit warm. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was a bit warm. That was a bit toasty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, fair enough. Um, <laughs> yeah, so... More power to you if you like dressing vintage. Yeah. If you're one of the snarky people out there that judges people because they're not dressed in vintage, don't do that. Yeah. Have, have Grow a look up. at yourself. Have a look at yourself. Yeah. Um, and I was saying to Jen, I felt that more that pressure more in Europe when I went. I haven't done a lot of swim dancing in Europe, but I did go to Snowball. And there was definitely of like, because I think there is that general people dress up more. Yep. Generally in Europe. Um, therefore the swing dancing community takes that to a whole other yeah, level okay. like, it's not just enough for you to dress up vintage it has to be authentic vintage yeah. it has to actually have been made in 1934 otherwise you don't count and it's like oh shit <laughs> that's a high bar yeah. <laughs> and I mean there are definitely events that have an aesthetic that have um, like a dress code yes like the hollow blue ball yeah the hollow blue ball has a dress code if you show up to jeans to that then yes like I don't know if you'll not be allowed in i can't imagine i'm they sure i've been to one where someone wasn't allowed in really yeah <gasps> i mean it is a dress code like it's written on the thing it is and i totally accept that like yeah. that's that's fair enough then you can choose not to go um, yeah is kind of sucky because it's Brent's biggest event yeah. um but it is only the one night where it is a ball so I, yeah. sort of, I get where that's coming but that's from. that's on the event organizers if people want to go to events where they mm. they get to immerse themselves in that kind of aesthetic and that yeah. that kind of thing that's so you've got the big band and it's, exactly it's, it's sort of recreating um a vibe yeah of sorts. Um, actually in saying that um 
in my research because I didn't quite understand the whole like why people dress up in vintage clothing. But one someone someone commented saying it's a way to just experience a different time. Mm. So we go traveling to experience different cultures, and I'm definitely pro that. Like I love traveling and meeting people and seeing different scenes and cultures and different human experiences Mm -hmm. and we can't do that physically like we don't have time machines yeah but if you dress yourself entirely head to toe in clothing that was worn in 1920s Mm. then you're going to a part of you is going to experience what it was like for those people in 1920s and so this woman that was telling the story was her great-grandmother was a dressmaker Mm. and so by dressing in the clothes that her grandmother made she gets to kind of experience what her great-grandmother used to yeah, experience. maintain a connection with her. Exactly, you get a connection to your history. Yeah, and that's I, really cool. Yeah, it's, it is a nice way of thinking about it. So. And there is a lot of people, like, uh, someone I know, um, she, it's more 50s, okay. um, and Rockabilly, but she and her partner, they they have that, the whole hog, like the car, the fridge, oh, yeah. the, like everything. She still has an iPhone. <laughs> you know, like, but modern so conveniences, there, is, yeah. there is modern conveniences in there, but they really have as much as possible really immerse their entire, like their respective families as well. It's like a generational thing oh, yeah. where everyone in the family just, that's how they live. And that's what they, you know, they collect records and all this stuff. And it's really interesting. The kids do it as well. It's so cute. <laughs> I mean, the kids don't have much of a choice to be yeah. fair. Um, but yeah, it's, it's an, it's a lifestyle choice. So yeah, it's, some it, it is more than just an aesthetic. Mm. People do it for different reasons. I, I'm tempted, but I probably won't. No. I can, can, I can see their point a bit more clearly after looking into it. Mm. Good. Um, but yeah, I'll probably still just be pretty cash. Yeah. I mean, which is more power to you. Hopefully. Um. Hopefully. Hopefully. I mean, I mean, hopefully, I might get bullied at some point for wearing shorts to my singing bar, but at the, I mean, I'm the would kind of person. Would you care? Mm, would you genuinely like no, no? No, no, I would. I would care. Would you? Okay. I would still do it. Yeah. And I'd say that ah, I don't care. Yeah. But it, it would, would still affect you. me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which is fair. Yeah. Um, it's never nice to be told that you don't belong somewhere. Yeah. For whatever the reason, because especially somewhere like Mustang, like. Far <laughs> out, man. If you're told you don't belong at Mustang, that's that's harsh. <laughs> Everyone belongs at Mustang. Even the people who don't belong at Mustang belong at Mustang. Cool, but I think that's kind of it, really, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think that wraps up um, that. Fair enough. As much as we can. Hopefully, you enjoyed our chat about vintage. <laughs> Toxic <style>. vintageism. <laughs> I want to say that word as many times as possible because Jethro said it. And I'm like, you're gonna have to explain that because what? <laughs> that's not. Ah, uh, yeah. Toxic vintageism. Rolls off the tongue. Um, so thank you for listening to the end of the podcast. We still have the quiz. Yes. So in, in keeping with the theme, um, and we do want to rec- recognize a slight bias here for, um, the male identifying, um, <laughs> portion of our audience. There's probably very few males out there that have, that are um, be able to answer have, this. Like me have tried this. Yeah. Yeah. You, what, what do we say? 0.001%? Oh yeah. I made up some random number. Yeah. yeah. Um, seemed about accurate. Yeah. Uh, people who have tried victory, victory rolls. Yep. So victory rolls are a hairstyle, very popular, um, in the third, 30s and 40s. Um, and the question this week, um, there are two, I guess, theories of where the terminology of victory roll came from. So if you can give me either one of them, you can get yourself a free class. Again, either, e- either guess or use the knowledge you already have. Yeah. Um, don't so, Google it. Don't, well, no, because like I... Googled That's not it. fun. <laughs> <laughs> I had an idea. Yeah, um, yeah. And one of them was, was what that idea was. Okay. Um, so I won. I, will, I get a free class next week. Good job. Yay! Make sure you comment first. Okay, I will do. Um, cool. 
that's it. We are going to um, let's uh, end the podcast. Exit this podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Yes, thank you very kindly. All we have now is my little Casio piano. Oh, what number am I going to do? Let's do number thirty. Nine. 39. Let's see what tone 39 has. Oh, interesting. They all sound the same anyway. Oh, God. No, this one's going to sound pretty different. Really? Oh, please tell me it's like, oh, I don't know. This is going to be, I'm not, okay. <clears throat> anyway, I'll play the outro tune as Charlotte reads the credits. This okay. has been Untangling the Mess Around. Thank you for listening. We'll catch you next week. Okay. So what is... Oh my God, is it pan pipes? <laughs> nope. What is it? It's voice. <laughs> oh, that's creepy ass! I'm nightmares of this. So while Jethro is playing this beautiful tune, we would like to once again thank our Patreon supporters uh, for making all of this possible. We also would like to thank the ATO, the Australian Tax Office, for also making this possible and giving us money. Taking a lot of it, but still giving us some. Also, a shout-out to Lache Sweet um, for letting us use their music in our little um, samples. <coughs> we, who else are we going to thank? Thanks to Russell, the other Russell, for winning <laughs> and commenting. Our usual producer, executive producer, editor, chief editor, Jethro. <laughs> you done? This is so creepy. Is that the end? Yeah, I think so. to play an ad oh, record right. <laughs> hang on wait and cut excellent <laughs> wait it still hasn't stopped recording